are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the paper flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paper Talk. Today's episode is sponsored by our patron, Bonnie Slipper. We appreciate your donation and we're excited to keep creating content for the paper flower community. If you are interested in supporting us, head on over to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash paper talk and sign up as a patron. We would love to see you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. Today we have Holly Dianosi with us of Flourish Designs and she's a fellow Canadian. She's from Milton, Ontario and we met her the first time at the Toronto workshop back in the fall of 2019, which seems like a lifetime ago, to be honest. Since then, we talk to Holly all the time and we, we've seen her really grow as an artist too, like literally like firsthand. And so I am so happy and excited to have you here, Holly. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Quinn. <laughs> I'm so happy to be on today. You know, I'll give you my first impression from what I remembered when I first met you in Toronto. I just thought you were very serene and very just a very lovely person I was like this girl she has talent because I was watching you make the flowers and you'd like took it off like right away she has something I'm gonna have to watch her actually Thank really you. I just remember meeting you the first night I think you sat across from me in Nora as well and I remember that you were quite chatty and I was like oh I love chatty people because I'm not particularly chatty so <laughs> I like chatty people <laughs> because it carries the conversation and I'm like wow she's like she seems really cool like she engaging and she's curious and she's friendly and I'm like, oh, so we had we had our eye on you for sure, Holly. <laughs> we actually have so an eye funny. on a few people in the community. <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) I was, well, we're going to, I was a little bit nervous for that, for the masterclass in Toronto. And originally I probably wouldn't have gone, but I kind of decided to jump out of my shell a little bit and go. And I'm totally glad that I did because it was incredible. And getting to meet both of you ladies in person was so nice, but also seeing other people in the industry. And for me, the coolest part, I think, was seeing everybody doing the exact same flower. But yet at the end, every single person's flower looked insanely different. It was just mind boggling to me how everybody's work was so different, even though we were working with all the same materials and all the same, you know, skills and tutorials. And it was just, it was really cool to see. And definitely a great weekend was awesome. I know. I can't wait until we can all gather again. Do that again. Yeah. It was really Uh, nice. Yeah. I mean, you guys, we have also had a wonderful group of people there. I know. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, so much you know, talent, so much. To, yeah, so much talent. And like people who really love making paper flowers, yes. you know, they're, yeah. everyone just were so passionate about it and just wanted to learn and wanted to make flowers together. You know, just having that yeah. opportunity. Yeah, it was it's fantastic. such a huge art form now that's just growing at a mm-hmm. rapid speed mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice because when I started, I didn't even know that this was a thing. And now it's like, I've got to not meet in person, unfortunately, especially now with the craziness that's going on, but virtually so many different artists. Mm-hmm. And it's been so cool to hear their stories and how they got started. And, you know, it's, I just, I've said this to even strangers who are not even in this industry. I'm like, our industry is the best. It's <laughs> yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. Our community is <laughs> you make friends and you feel, you know, they want to help you and it's yeah. community over competition. And yeah. 
you don't feel, you know, everybody just cheers the other person on, you know, you can be excited and proud of what you're doing, but then you can also root and be proud for something that somebody else is doing without Mm -hmm. hopefully not dealing with, you know, imposter syndrome, because I feel like everybody's so supportive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes the community great. You know, you don't feel like you're, you're on your own, you've got people there to support you and to help you. And yeah, I rave about the community all the time. Like it's the best. (laughs) Our industry is the best. (laughs) Yes. Our paper flower community is just amazing. Just people like you just create this wonderful niche that people can gather, can talk, can share without judgment, without discrimination, without, you can ask the simplest question. It's not dumb. It's just a simple question. And we're like, oh, we've already gone through that. And we've already asked that question. Here's the answer. It's like, why should you struggle when we've already struggled for you? And we want to help you as much as we can, because if we elevate you're going to elevate. If you elevate, we're going to elevate. That's my way of thinking. Yeah. And the whole industry in itself will be elevated. We've elevated the paper floral industry. And so now it's not just about buying flowers for gifts and for your home, but it's also having flowers for installations, for commercial, for editorial. And sometimes when I say this to people, they're shocked. And I even had mentioned the Greenwood project and what we're doing with flowers in terms of that. And they were, it gave them goosebumps. And it's just, we can really elevate this craft. And I feel like every single artist that comes out and starts doing this and and showing their skill and their talent. And I love how fast this community is growing and this industry is growing and how much more seriously it's taken. I mean, it's a it's type of floristry in its own right. And it's just it's so incredible. I mean, I'm always personally me always mind blown every day at what the other artists in this industry are creating and what they're doing. Like, it's crazy. It is. I mean, I get imposter syndrome just looking at people. It's like, oh my gosh, she just started out and she's already like at this level. I'm like, oh, wait, I need to start learning more. And it's like, I need to get my game. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing too, though, right? And that's what I had said. That's what I had said to people. I think the thing that I loved about it the most is that there is no stopping in terms of our skill set. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get to a point where we just do the same thing all the time and there's no growth. The growth is continuous like all the time you're never and I think that's the exciting thing about it you're there's always going to be something new that you're going to learn or you're going to discover through your journey and through your process because it's an art form and that's what it comes down to it and I think that's what's really cool plus seeing other people hit that level it pushes you you're like okay well then what can I do to elevate this or you know to make this better right yeah so it almost motivates you in, you know, in a sense. So I think the one, the cool thing about our paper flower craft, and it's because not only, I mean, we're using crepe paper, but you know what? We have so many art medium that is mixed into crepe paper because I see watercolors. I see acrylic. I see oil pastels. I see like so many different things that I didn't originally think of. And for people to experiment, I think it's just the most amazing, like Sue Bowen is doing the natural dye. And that's another beautiful way to like do things naturally. There's people that are spraying things. There are people using alcohol markers, alcohol inks, I mean, there's so many amazing, we're so lucky that all this is available to us. We get to use every art medium on the planet. You're working with clay, sculptural, like it's, it's, the list goes on. I think the the word lucky that we're not constrained by the traditional requirements of what art is. Because we're building it right now. (laughs) We're rebels. We're rebels. We're rebels. We're introverted rebels. Such rebels. So like the snobbery in the art world. 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't really apply to us because we're new. It's like, they don't even know what to do with us. We are mixed yeah. media. You know, yeah. I was speaking of snobbery. I was, I'm in this watercolor group and somebody was saying, you know, you can do watercolor painting, but make sure not to sign it with a pen or with a pen, essentially, because that's considered mixed medium. So you have to sign it with either a charcoal, which is, you know, just pencil or with watercolor because (laughs) curators and galleries will consider that mixed media. So they won't accept it as watercolor. Is that not snobby? Like, is that crazy? That's ridiculous, right? But I mean, we're not bound by these (laughs) these Mm, types of like rules that really don't benefit anyone but the gallery, right? Like how does it benefit the artist? It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's almost a loss of creative right in a sense. Because as artists, we should just that's be free to choose, right? Yeah. Be free to experiment and just use whatever. I mean, I saw a video actually of an acrylic painter, but he makes his own paint and it's almost like this thick 3D version and he makes and it takes days and days for this acrylic paint to dry, but it's almost like this 3D art with acrylic paint. And it's the coolest thing and he's the only one that does it. But that's what I mean in terms of art. We should be allowed to do and have the freedom to do whatever it is that we want. And that's what's going to always elevate your art is when you Mm -hmm. take it the next step and you're not afraid to try something new because you never know what's going to happen from that. Mm -hmm. So true. It's making those connections. Um, Holly, let's let's go back to your paper flower journey because I know it's a unique one. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So it's actually funny because the way that I got into paper flowers is not what you typically expect. Usually the common story is that they did them for their wedding. I didn't even know about paper flowers when I got married almost seven years ago now, I think. When I had my daughter, I was in a mommy group in the town that I live. And the admin of the group wanted to make a calendar of all the babies. So all of the babies, the parents of each month got together and had to design their calendar page. So our daughter is born in May. So the theme was Mother's Day. So somebody had suggested making paper flowers. So for whatever reason, I volunteered and said, okay, I'll do it. Not ever making paper flowers in my life. I was like, okay, sure. Like never done this before, but I'll give it a shot. So I did it. And I took some of them home with me and I hung them in my daughter's nursery at the time. And then I shared it online, like just on my personal social media. And I had a few people asking, they're like, oh, do you make these? Could you make some of these, you know, for my daughter's room, et cetera, et cetera. And then a very good friend of mine was like, you should turn this into a business. And I thought, you are crazy. Who's going to buy paper flowers? Like they're, it's cardstock. Like I didn't even know this was a thing at the time. And so I did it very quietly for a little while, like just friends, family, you know, within the community, nothing crazy. I had come up with the name Flourish at the time when I started it. So I was like, okay, you know, we'll see where this goes. And I tend to have ADD. So I never stick to anything. My husband has this ongoing joke about how I've started a million paint by numbers and I've never finished any of them. Like none of them. Because <laughs> I always get bored and I just go to the next thing. So I never thought I was going to do this for a long period of time. But two years went by and I continued to do it. And then I discovered Margie Keats the lovely, wonderful Margie Keats. And I was like, what is that? Oh my God, (laughs) these are beautiful. And I'm like, they're made out of crepe paper. I was like, what? So I needed to get my hand on crepe paper because I wanted to try it. But here in Ontario, it's impossible to find it. I went to every craft store and nobody has it. And luckily an employee at a Desairs, which is a craft store, I think a Canadian craft store, if I'm correct, recommended the paper place in Toronto. 
And so I got my hands on crepe paper and it was a love affair ever since. I was like pulling it. I'm like, this is so therapeutic. (laughs) I was like all the colors. I was like, oh my God. And so it's funny because I reflect now in my journey, the last two and a half years since I started working with crepe, because I've had the business for four years now, but it wasn't until about two and a half years ago that I discovered crepe that I call it my educational period. So it was a period where I went back to school. I immersed myself in everything crepe paper. I followed you know, so many incredible artists. I followed tutorials. There were things on YouTube and there were books. And I just basically took everything I could and just learned as much as I could during this period. And I fell in love. And now I've stopped doing cardstock flowers and I've strictly stuck with crepe paper. And now in my journey, I feel like I'm finally starting to come out now with my personal style, flowers that I like to make, the color palette that I like to choose. But it's been a journey, a huge learning curve because when you switch from cardstock to crepe paper like we've talked about it is a mixed media and there's so many facets to this art form that you have to learn I mean I had to learn color theory I'm currently learning floral arranging and it's not just the craft in itself when you start making them you now have to learn how to arrange them you have to be a florist so it's almost like we have all of these jobs and all of this you know there's a huge learning curve to it and I don't think it's something that you can just necessarily jump into I think you have to really immerse yourself in the education period in order to really learn everything there is to learn about the craft. And so now I'm finally confident in what I'm producing and can do things without templates. I find I'm very intuitive in terms of making things. I just will put it together. I can't follow a tutorial. It's a harder for me. I tend to get more frustrated if I don't understand the instructions or so I find flowers like peonies, for instance, are great flowers to start off if you want to learn intuitively like to make it intuitively. And so it took a while for me to get there. But now I'm definitely a lot more confident with my work and now can solely say that I'm strictly with crepe paper now, like I would never go back and I would never stop doing this. There's just such a wonderful joy about making paper flowers. I don't know if you guys feel the same way or people who are listening, but every time I finish a flower that I've been working on for a while or that I finally got right, it's just it brings so much joy. Like I can't stop smiling. I can't stop (laughs) looking at it. I'm photographing it like crazy. And I'm like, this is what other people must feel when they see our work, right? When they follow us online and they see our photographs and they see our flowers, the joy that it brings to them. It's the same for me as well. And I'm just so, I guess, very grateful that that random photo shoot has brought me here to this spot now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. And actually, one other small thing. I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was sitting with my husband and we were talking. And I had talked about how I was surrounded by a lot of people in my life that had all of these incredible skills and talents. I had friends who were photographers, friends who were singers, musicians, artists, yoga instructors, small business owners. And I thought I was so jealous because I, I had wished that I was passionate about something. And I was like, what is it that I'm good at? What is it that I have that's just my own? And I knew I didn't want to go back. I used to be an ECE. So I was I worked in childcare for 10 years before I got pregnant with our daughter. And I didn't want to go back. And it was almost as if at that time, I had put it out into the universe that I was looking for something that was just for me that I could be good at. And sure enough, six months later, paper flowers fell into my lap and was history ever since. Yes. I love that. Amazing. I think 
people that are starting out, they need to look at opportunities and they need to recognize it as an opportunity, a door to open and to explore more fully. I think people are presented with these opportunities all the times, but they're not actively opening the doors and putting their whole body in. They might take a peek and they're like, oh, I'm going to check the door and not fully explore it. And I feel like you immerse yourself into it because there was that spark of joy and you're like, I want more of the spark of joy. And I really, really love that about you. You're so passionate and it just really, really shows. And I know our theme for this particular podcast was talking about anxiety, but the thing is, when you talk about paper flowers, I see nothing. I hear nothing about this anxiety. I was like, what is she talking about? I don't <laughs> see this nervousness at all. So tell me more about this and how you've been able to like cope with this. So anxiety has, I'm the poster child for anxiety. So I was diagnosed with chronic anxiety five years ago now, but I've had it since I was a child. So it's funny because you say that and that's why I say the paper flowers is what helped me. I almost relate it to my daughter, right? I get very nervous when it comes to events, going to people's houses, doing something new. I get terrified. I'll make up any excuse not to go because I get very anxious and I tend to think very negatively, you know, what could happen, you know, whatever bad thing that is. But when it came to my daughter, because she wanted to go or because I wanted her to engage in activities or see people, it was almost my push to go as well. And I relate to that with paper flowers. If it comes to paper flowers, I want to do it. So it was yeah. like the masterclass, for instance, I was so close to not going to that masterclass in Toronto mm -hmm. because I was terrified. What if nobody likes me? What if nobody talks to me? All of these apps. And when I talk about it out loud, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. But in my head, those are the thoughts that keep going through my mind. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to go so bad that I just kind of quieted that voice for a minute and just was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I was anxious. I'm not going to lie. I'm so glad. And you I came. was, I was a little <laughs> bit reserved. Yeah. And that, but at the same time, I was happy because I learned so much during those two days. And I met new people during those two days. And I got to meet you lovely ladies that weekend as well. And so that's what's pushed me out. Even this podcast, when I was approached to do this, my heart probably went to 160 beats per minute. I'm like, and then negative thoughts kept pouring in. Who's going to want to listen to you? Your story is not important. And these are things that I'm saying to myself. So we talk about when people may write a comment, you know, a complete stranger. But when you're hearing these horrible things that you are saying to yourself, it's the worst. And it's horrible that there are so many people that feel like that. And when they hear those voices, sometimes they're so powerful that you end up not doing it. And I was really close to declining and saying no, and just giving a reason not to be on the podcast. But I thought, no, this is because of how much I love doing this. And this is part of my job. Now, there is a time where you have to quiet that voice in your head and you have to step out. But it was the paper flowers that have done it. And in a sense, it's almost built my confidence in other areas of my life, because I don't want to say no to things that could excel my career in this industry. It's also caused me to not say no to other facets of my life where I would have said no otherwise. So it's built my confidence. And yes, you wouldn't think I have anxiety and my close friends and family will, you know, because I can't stop talking. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize if you have to like, but I do. And I love being around people, but the anxiety gets the voices in the head get so loud that it stops you from going after things. I mean, there were so many things I wanted to do when I was younger. I never did it. I wanted to be on the basketball team. I never did it. You know, I, 
had quit university halfway through because of my anxiety. And when it starts to interfere with your life, that's when you know there's a problem. It's not just your typical, oh, you're nervous, you know, just relax. You know, when it starts interfering with things that you really wished you could do, that's when you sort of have to start taking a hold of it. But honestly, I can't, I don't even know how to explain it. Paper flowers really help to combat that type of anxiety because I love it so much that I was willing to just stop listening to those voices and just going after. I still get nervous. I mean, like I said, even just recording this, I know my heart is going a mile a minute. But then when you do it, you feel so good about yourself. And it's to anybody who's listening to this, you know, if you suffer from it, it's hard initially when you say yes to something and the nerves leading up to it. But then when you do it, it's just an incredible feeling, especially when you're doing it for something that you're passionate about. Like, I don't want it to stall my growth. And I was afraid of using mixed mediums and painting. And I saw all these other paper floors that, you know, Christine paper design, uh, her and acrylic paint, get out of mm-hmm. here. I don't know what yes, she does. I talk so to her good. all the time. I'm like, you're just too good. And, but I was afraid I'd never worked with acrylic paints before. But I decided, you know, I'm going to take an acrylic painting class. And two years ago, I would have never gone and taken a class. I would have been too afraid to do it. But it's the passion. You know, I guess when you're really, really passionate about something, the anxiety takes a back seat, and it's been incredible. Yeah, there's still things I get imposter syndrome for sure every day. And I think it's it's again, the voices, right? Just saying you're not as good as such and such. You are never going to be able to get to their level, you know, but I think for me, I don't care about how do you deal with it? Honestly, sometimes I have to shut other artists out for a while. So I will mute other artists. I don't like to, but sometimes it gets me to the point where I do get into almost a depression. Like, you know, why am I doing this? I'm not even as good. Like, why would anybody want my art when they could have theirs, right? When theirs is so much better than mine. So I have to mute them. And then The great thing about the art is when I'm working, when I'm actually creating, I'm gone. Like I'm out of my head. I'm so focused in the task at hand, what's at my desk at that moment, that those voices are gone. Like I'm just, I'm so focused. It's almost like a laser focus that you can't possibly think of anything else. And so that helps. But I do have to mute certain artists. But then I unmute and then I'm in a a better place. And then I'm like, yes, that's incredible. Like, I can't believe you did that. Like you should be so proud of yourself because it then allows me to realize, listen, you can still be happy and love other people's work. And, but that's not going to affect what you do. That doesn't mean that your work is any less appreciated, right? Cause we all do these flowers differently. We all do. There's nobody that does it the same as somebody else. And so each of our own designed work brings something to somebody. It affects somebody somehow. And I get messages telling from people that say, I just follow you because seeing your flowers pop on my feed, especially during this time, makes me smile, right? It makes me happy. Like they, I love seeing them when they pop on my feed in the morning because they're so tired of seeing things about what's going on in the world right now. And so to be able to see I mean, I follow so many paper florists. So I feel like my feed, especially my business feed, it's all flowers. It's like, how can you not smile when you see these, this beautiful art? Like, it's just, again, it still boggles my mind how we turn these rolls of paper into these flowers that look so incredibly like the real thing. It's just, it's such a beautiful art form. And I, like I said, I think my, and I'm, and that's another thing too. I, you know, try to practice gratitude that I found this, that, and I also tried to compete with myself. 
I think that's a big thing too. Don't look at other people because you're never going to be, and I don't want to say level, but you're never going to do art the way that they do art. And you both have talked about muscle memory, right? And how our hands will always do things the same way. And nobody can replicate that. So you should be in competition with myself, yourself. And I've always shared photos of when I first started Crepe Paper Flowers, like my first peony versus you know, the current peony. And it's like that, you have to do that. You have to see where you've come, especially if you're locked in imposter syndrome and you are in that headspace. It's like, look back to flowers you've done six months, a year ago, or however long you've been in the in the field for and see that growth. And we don't see it. It's, it's like, you know, weight loss or anything else, unless you see the photos and you can see the change, you don't realize it. And so that's, I think, what we have to remind ourselves if we're ever feeling like that. But I also think muting other artists or people where you see it and it brings those feelings, it's okay to do that. I don't think it's wrong to allow yourself to do that, right? Yeah. And I think, I mean, like you need to protect yourself first, <laughs> yes. right? You need to find those coping Always. strategies. And if those coping strategies involve, you know, being away from other people, for whatever reason, because they're making you feel bad about yourself or your art, then, you know, that's the way it is. It's not. Yeah, And it's nothing against them. It's not at all. That's the thing. It's not. It's just if it's starting to have those negative feelings, then you have to walk away and just surround yourself with the work that you're doing. And just remind yourself that you've come a long way. And in the beginning, we may not, I mean, I felt, I mean, I remember the first peony I made, I was like, oh my God, this is the most gorgeous thing I've ever made. And I look back and I don't say anything bad about it now. I don't, I used to, but I'm like, if it wasn't for that first peony, I would have never gotten to where I am now. So it's like all these pieces, they just add up and they lead us to growth and to further excel what we're doing. And it's so important to accept and love everything that we've made throughout the entire journey. Because it's always going to change. It's never going to stay the same. You're always going to grow. Mm -hmm. The beauty of being an artist. Tell us a little bit about Flourish, because I know you're very attached to that. Tell us a little bit about where you're growing from here. (laughs) Okay, so because this is going to be aired in the future, my current name is Flourish. And I came up with the name almost five years ago now. And I have an absolute love affair for Paris, France. I try to convince my husband to move there every chance I get. And we were very lucky that we got to travel there for our honeymoon for almost two weeks. And I fell even more in love with it, with the language, with the culture, with the people. I didn't want to leave. And so when it came to thinking about my name, I just, I kept thinking about French names over and over and over and over again. And I loved, I've always loved the word fleur. Even before I started making paper flowers, I always thought it was such a so much prettier name than flowers. I'm like, can we just all change (laughs) the word flowers to flirt? Because it's just so flighty and beautiful and soft and feminine. And oh, I just, I feel like that's the best way to describe them. So I knew I wanted to incorporate that word into my name. And I sort of just played around with different words. I was sitting with my husband and and flourish just came. And I checked online and I wanted to make sure because I knew it was hard to come up with a name that was completely original. And so I, but I wanted to make sure that not a lot of people had it. I knew I was probably going to find one or two people. And luckily at the time, I think there was one other florist, I think in New York, actually, that had that name. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. We're in completely different countries. And so I had the name and I loved it right off the get go. And I'm actually in the middle of a rebrand. And there were a couple of reasons for this. 
The first is that I found that the name Flourish actually became quite saturated there. I was seeing a lot more people online with it, but it was very saturated on Google. And so I knew it was going to become a lot more difficult for people to find my name. And honestly, that was when I decided, you know, I was thinking about a name change and it came at the perfect time. As we're recording this, I'm actually going to be doing a photo shoot at the end of April to finally shoot the flowers that I've been working on for a little while now. Because again, I'm finally at that point now where I'm not following other people's tutorials. I'm making flowers very intuitively. I've been using a lot of mixed mediums. I'm so much more confident. I mean... Again, so much more growth still to go. But from where I was in the beginning, it's a huge difference. And so I felt like, you know what? Now's the time to really show off the flowers in you know their true form and have a photo shoot and be like, listen, this is who I am. These are my flowers. This is my work. I love it. I'm confident. I'm not afraid to get close-up shots of these flowers now. And this is kind of what my brand is going to be. And so I thought this was the perfect time to choose a new name. But I knew that with that change, I did not want to give up Fleur because that was that was the important part of the name for me. And so I knew I wanted to incorporate that in the new name. And it took quite some time. Honestly, I was a little bit sad to move on to this name. But at the same time, I chose Flourish when I started with my cardstock flowers. And so now that I'm transitioning to just crepe paper, and along with this photo shoot, I was like, you know what, I feel like this is the time for a little bit of a rebrand. So as people are listening to this podcast, you will now know that my name is Everfleur. And so this is one word. And I always loved the word evermore. It sounded very fantasy-like, very, you know, airy and pretty. And so I was kind of playing around with words again with what I did with Flourish. And Everfleur is what developed. And I talked to a few good friends of mine because I'm like, I want your honest opinion. You know, if it's horrible, tell me. Not a lot of people have this. I think there's one or two, but it's not even businesses that have the name. I think I was able to secure a handle and all that online. So, but I felt like it was the right time. And now I'm going forward with this new name, focusing just on crepe paper, kind of saying goodbye to the cardstock part of my business and what I started with and moving forward now with this piece of the business puzzle, if you will. And so I'm very, very excited about it. And I hope all you are too. I hope that people like the name. Yes, I'm definitely, yes, I love it. It's you know, perfect. It's so magical and wonderful. Yeah. And we're so excited for your next chapter and your paper flower journey. And it's going to be incredible. We can't wait to cheer you on and to kind of wrap this beautiful podcast up. Our favorite question, what is your favorite drink? And what are you watching right now when you're making paper flowers? Coffee, number one, always coffee addict. And number two, what I currently have started watching is an old classic. It's actually Golden Girls. Yes, I love Golden Girls. (laughs) (laughs) They are the funniest women on the face of the earth. Oh my God. Great, great classic. You can't go wrong with the Golden Girls. Easy watching. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're keeping me company right now. So oh, I, love, <laughs> I love their theme song. It's so memorable. Yeah, it's so catchy. My daughter's already starting to sing it. So good influence. <laughs> <It's adorable. laughs> it's got spunk. Yeah. It's got magic. It's they're so sassy. I love it. Yeah great that's awesome thank you so much holly for spending the hour with us honestly yes. we could be talking forever i know forever. i know <laughs> so you can't shut me up. ask you <laughs> i know there's so 
much I feel like I need to tell now that I'm finally calm and not anxious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to have you come back. thank you so much for having me girls you guys are so easy to talk to and it was such a pleasure to be on an episode on your podcast oh we love talking to you thank you yeah that means a lot to us it really does literally like having seen you at toronto and seeing you grow and together really and we now count you as a friend as well not just you're not just a student it's like no i mean like we have a meaningful relationship and yeah it's really really nice to have you in our group in our community as well because you lift everyone up too like you said, like, you know, it's, you kind of, you, you grow in confidence and I can tell too, I can hear it in your yeah. voice. I can tell yes. the way that you present yourself and your flowers yeah. as well, that you've really grown into your own, gained that confidence to express yourself aesthetically. Yeah. It's a lot, you're able to be more confident about showing what you like and what you don't like. And I think you're, I think you're really, really growing and getting there. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to see what, like what this year brings, especially yeah. with the name no. change. I know. I, I love appreciate your it. photography, yeah. your eye of mm-hmm. lines and colors. It's I've so been playing around. So I appreciate it. This is leading up to the photo shoot. So we've love been playing it. with some more creative ideas. Cause again, yeah. you don't have to just throw them in a vase. They're, they're very arch- architectural, structural. Yeah. You can really yeah. have a lot of fun with them. So yeah. I'm excited to see. Yeah. One thing I really appreciate you was you sharing your process with the Facebook community. Just saying, hey, what do you guys think? And it was just so fun to see everybody comment. It's like, this is what they're seeing. And this is what, oh, if you could just move this leaf here or add another. It was just great to see. I don't mind criticism. And I love sharing. I don't, especially with the two of you and with paper talk and, you know, the curriculum that you've put together. Again, I don't, I'm not going to keep any you know hidden secrets away from everybody because again we all do this differently and Mm -hmm. everybody's craft is innately different to that particular individual and that's what makes it so incredible we can share all of our skills and our tips but yet we can all produce so if you're at that stage in the beginning where you're not there yet i'm telling you from a very anxious person it will come and you've just got to give it time, trial and error, experiment and slowly. I'm not one to develop, you know, an aesthetic right away. It took me two and a half years and it's still manifesting, but it's happening. So it will. Sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit longer than others, but it's okay. Yeah. Just enjoy yeah. the ride. Yeah. Thank so you, Holly. Great reminder. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Holly. If you're looking for a way to support us, please hit subscribe and write us a review. We would appreciate it so much. You can also support us as a patron on patreon.com. Your contribution would help us continue to create great content for you and the paper flower community.